Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, with us right now, we've got Brenda Barwick. And Brenda, you are the founder, president, and CEO of Jones PR, certainly one of the biggies, I'd say, in the whole uh, public relations agency world. Uh, you have built up such a uh, a profound uh, place uh, within with all all public relations. Um, so so that's me kind of um, sucking up to you a little bit <laughs> and just admiring uh, your success. And just you know, as we get going, um, just so people understand, uh, Jones PR is uh, you do work with Verizon, yeah. Uber. Uh, let's see, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Am I naming a few that that maybe folks might know? I'm sure you have quite a few others that would be fairly recognizable as well. Uh, yes, we've uh, and we work with uh, restaurants uh, that uh, that are in seven states. There's 85 restaurants in seven states, so it's not national, but they're certainly well-known restaurants uh, throughout the Southwest. And we've worked with a number of other brands as well. We also worked with Sprint and. Wow in addition to Verizon and, uh, and D- Dunkin' Donuts is a great brand and they're flourishing here. And, uh, we've yeah, they are. Them. Yes. Yes. And they have great coffee. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I have to put a plug in for their coffee. Yeah. Well, hopefully by being their, uh, their PR agency, they give you, you get like a secret super discount that allows you to stroll in and get a ten, at least 10% off Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I would hope. Coffee. And we have some great and great donuts. We yeah. love donuts around here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So you're based in Oklahoma City, um, but that's not uh, where you were working, oh, say the uh, late 80s. In the late 80s, you were working for uh, a certain president. Uh, yes. Would you kind of maybe share a little bit about your background? Uh, yes, I had the great fortune of working for President Ronald Reagan during his campaign in 1980. And fortunately, uh, the candidate I was working for won, <laughs> and then I found myself in the White House and worked for him for eight year, for another eight years. Wow. And it was a real privilege to have an opportunity to work with the great communicator. Yeah. So I would imagine you learned a few things in your time. Yeah. Yes. I learned uh, back, background, visuals are very important to communicating your message. What is that? Explain that a little bit more. Um. Well, he was very, he, President Reagan really became known for uh, communicating his message by, uh, you know, the, being surrounded by the right uh, assets to communicate a message. And he was one of the first ones to start utilizing uh, a great Americans to uh, tell his story, like at the State of the Union um, address each year. And he also, another way he was very effective in that was going out and speaking across the country. And when he went to local markets, one of the areas where I specifically helped with is say, if he was coming to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, we would identify people from Charlotte, North Carolina who were serving in his administration 
and we would uh, he would include in his speech three or four aspects of how that person is helping you know, reshape America, helping cut regulations, helping improve lives for Americans. And so he would always incorporate local heroes mm-hmm. when he spoke across the country. And that was yep. a way of really connecting with the people. And thus he becomes the great communicator. You know, recently we just had a State of the Union. And of course, uh, President Trump highlighted many people yeah. in the gallery. If I'm not mistaken, it was Reagan who really made that a thing. Yes, he did. It was President Reagan who uh, started that, and he uh, and he usually had you know two or three who he would highlight to help communicate the message and the agenda that he was setting forth for the country. Yeah. So from working in the White House, uh, you then uh, worked with the American Embassy to Switzerland. And um, and what work did you do there? So at the end of President Reagan's administration, I uh, had the good fortune of he uh, asked if I would be interested in going to work at the U.S. State Department because there was an opening at the American Embassy in Switzerland. Uh, so, of course, I said yes. Mm-hmm. And I served there for uh, almost two years. And we had done something that no one had ever done before. And it really was uh, similar to what President Reagan had done is the typically the ambassador, the American ambassador stays in Bern or Geneva or Zurich. But an American ambassador had never gone out to and visited the people in the other 26 cantons of Switzerland. So we scheduled uh, speaking engagements for the U.S. ambassador to go visit uh, colleges and uh, what we would call like rotary groups across the country of Switzerland. And it it turned into a bigger deal than we expected because in many instances, it was the first time in Switzerland's history that a U.S. ambassador had ever come to that town or that village. And it always ended up being big front page story in the local newspaper. (laughs) The uh, town council would usually invite him for lunch. And it turned into a big, big, you know, town event. So it was highly celebrated. So really, we took the President Ronald Reagan message uh, when, of him speaking across country. We did that in Switzerland with the U.S. ambassador. And it turned into a big public relations, um, uh, good for America, because it, mm-hmm. it enabled uh, the ambassador to tell about America's uh, stories you know, about free enterprise right. and uh, those type of policies and democracy and democratic principles mm. uh, across wow. Switzerland. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you then go into the private sector um, and you kind of rise through the ranks uh, in in communications, public relations. Yes, I actually had a little transition. So after my uh, term at the U.S. State Department, I actually continued there through uh, President George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. President George H.W. Bush, 41, we right. call him, right, and, until 1993. And so when uh, President Bush lost the election in 1992, I returned to my home state, Oklahoma, and actually continued in the international area and worked with the fifth largest international relief organization called Feed the Children. Mm. And they help provide food and disaster relief to countries all around the world. And after a couple of years, and I set up an internal uh, public relations office for them. Mm. And then I had the great opportunity to go uh, into the 
uh, agency side, and I've had Jones PR now for tw- uh, 19 years. Yeah, and congratulations. We'll be yeah, uh, next year will be our 20th year. So. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So how do you... Um, how how do you make the decision to say, you know, I'm going to start my own public relations firm? Um, well, it is a tough decision. I thought about it for a while and it was a dream that I'd had. So mm-hmm. um, I wanted to uh, be on my own and have live the American dream and have my own destiny. Yeah. And so I uh, you know, started uh, Jones PR in 2001. And, and it was just myself at the kitchen table wow. <laughs> and making phone calls. Why did you, people. why did you choose the name Jones? Well, that is my maiden name. Oh, okay. Time, I was not married <laughs> <laughs> and I had the company for about nine years when I did get married and I had a lot of brand equity in the name of Jones. So yeah, I Jones. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, how do you go from the kitchen table then to, Dunkin' Donuts and Verizon and Sprint and, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I recognize that that would be a, a, 19, a 19 year story uh, to, to fully tell it. But, yeah. you know, obviously you're doing something that maybe other folks in the industry aren't doing quite as well. And, and right. what would you say is your, your, your superpower that, that's allowed you to uh, attract um, such pro, uh, high profile clients? Uh, I would say our secret sauce is having great talent. And I've always believed that um, you can have excellent counsel and you, we can run great campaigns and geography is not a barrier. You do not have to have a Madison Avenue address mm. or you don't have to have a K street address. Uh, and just because I'm no longer in Washington, DC, doesn't, it does not mean that my uh, intelligence has uh, decreased. I still have, I can still implement and execute excellent campaigns nationwide. And I've brought on a team during the last 19 years of wonderful, excellent public relations professionals who are very seasoned, very talented, and they um, also can compete uh, uh, with any agency, regardless of their address. And we have proven that in many ways in just the past few years, we've, we have won several national public relations awards and we were most proud of in 2018 that we won the most prestigious global award It's called the uh, gold lion award that's given at the Cannes international festival of creativity in France. Mm. And there were over 33,000 entries from 90 countries for only 26 categories. Mm-hmm. And we won the outdoor campaign category and we won the gold line award. So that was the top award for that. So to me, that is proof that uh, regardless of where you're located, you can develop and execute excellent campaigns yeah. nationwide and regardless of your address. So you talk about acquiring really great talent. So yeah. when you're early, early stage in this, right. How do you make those investments? Because that can feel scary when you're saying, well, look, I could hire someone at, you know, $12 an hour, but instead, you know, I'm going to make a risk and and bring in this person. How are you able to manage that? It is a risk. And I had a uh, a consultant tell me a few years ago that you need to hire the best and bring them in 
before you're overwhelmed with new business. And then uh, you're trying to just hire the next person off the street. Right. So, so I have been very deliberative in uh, who we hire. And most of the people have worked in Washington, D.C. or in other markets. And they've come back to Oklahoma. And that's oftentimes what we find here is that people have uh, had very successful careers, either, you know, L.A., New York, Washington, Dallas, you know, other markets. They, you know, they left college. They uh, want to uh, go see, go to the big cities. They've done that. And then when they start to settle down or they get married or they start to have a family, mm-hmm. they want uh, uh, roots. They want to put roots in an area similar to how they were brought up. And so they mm. oftentimes find their way back to Oklahoma and I snatch them up as fast <laughs> as I can. <laughs> so in the world of public relations, why is talent so critical to campaigns? Well, talent is very critical to campaigns because, oh, can I start over? Sorry. Uh, no, yeah, just, yeah. So uh, again, why, why top talent? Uh, why is, why is that important when you're making, because a lot of times, you know, it's, it's ideas, uh, it's connections, it's relationships, it's experience. Right. Yeah. So I've done this before. Here's what we've experienced. So if a client says, well, listen, um, uh, you know, we are looking at hiring a PR firm and we're going to go with this cheap, PR firm. They're newbies, but the price is right. So we're going to go, they're going to have a completely different experience than someone's been, that's been in the, in the space for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, the talent, like I said, that, that we've attracted, they have experience from all over the country, but they have chosen to the quality of life they want here in Oklahoma city. And mm-hmm. so, and just because they have left uh, California or New York or DC and they're still just as smart as if they were on K Street or Madison Avenue. Sure. Just yeah. because they're in downtown Oklahoma City does not make them any less smart. My, my curiosity is, you know, why is that? Te- what difference does that make to uh, a campaign for a client? Well, you know, where it makes a difference is we really have our pulse on America. And... Uh, many campaigns that may come out of the larger cities, especially if they're regional or national campaigns, uh, are limited in how to connect with markets because uh, we've done campaigns in Little Rock, Arkansas, you know, Kansas City, Denver, Colorado, New Mexico, Albuquerque, New Mexico, in cities in Texas and every market is uniquely different. And if Mm. someone thinks that they can implement just a one size fits all blanket type campaign across the country, and it's going to connect with the local culture, the local activities and interests of the people, they're wrong. And that is where we, we excel because we customize our campaigns to the local markets. Right. That comes with uh, living and working in the middle of the country where we do have our pulse on America. We understand that the markets are different, even just in Oklahoma. Oklahoma City is very different in Tulsa, and you cannot necessarily always run the same campaign in Oklahoma City that you can in Tulsa, and even the same in Little Rock. Arkansas. It's very different. 
And we've run campaigns in Wichita, Kansas, in uh, Kansas City that are very different, although they're in the same state. And so that's what makes us really unique. And for people who are looking at campaigns, they really need to think about um, what, how is the how is the local culture different and yeah. how do you really connect with the people? Language is different. Uh, different. Some words have different meanings or connotations and uh, you have uh, different interest groups and cultural and cultural activities. And that's where you really need to connect with the people. You know, there is certainly that argument that, that some people will make in terms of, uh, well, those politicians or those elites on Madison Avenue or K Street or wherever it might be, like they're just completely out of touch right. with regular Americans. And, and I think that that's kind of what I hear you saying. Yeah, we've actually proven that with a couple of um, one of our clients was a national campaign, a, a national client, and they had used a one had used a New York agency and they were not getting any traction because mm-hmm. they really did not know how to communicate in the language at the local market level. And then another candidate, another uh, former client uh, had used a Washington DC agency. And for seven years, again, they had gotten no traction on their message and was not moving the needle. Uh, And so they hired us and we started working uh, on their issues in local markets from California to New York and connecting with the people and And it did move the needle. Their uh, donations increased. It was a nonprofit. Their their donations increased about 80%. Participation in their big annual um, uh, uh, walk increased by about 100%. So we moved the needle. Wow. So when when we talk about the clients that you typically work with and the outcome that they are after, um, th- this goes far beyond just media placements. Um, so right. what what are some of the action or some of the uh, the outcomes that a client would come to Jones PR for? Right. Well, public relations is really well positioned in today to lead communications. Because public relations has always been about building relationships. And so in today's society, people want brands to connect with the community. So that's where we help. Mm -hmm. Uh, People want the brands to, you know, like give back to the community. They also want the brands to be authentic. And in one way you're seeing, uh, you don't see as many celebrities uh, selling uh, products that you used to a few years ago because- Mm -hmm that speaks to the authenticity. And, um, and so we'll, we, we do a lot of community relations and, and identifying the right community uh, groups that, that truly connects with that brand and their audiences. Now, advertising, we do that as well. But for us, that's a tool in our toolkit. And how we can, how we use advertising is building a relationship with our clients, with with their audiences. Mm-hmm. And so some of our advertisements may have a call to action to get involved with either the cause or help support that. It may be a, a you know, a, com- a consumer brand, you know, help that brand help the community. So that's how we use advertising. We do a lot of uh, creative services. So we visualize as much of our communications as we can. And that's really important in this digital, in the digital and social media um, you know, a few years ago, a photo was fine, but now you really need video. If you want to yeah. get a lot of clicks and you want to communicate your message, 
if you can uh, include a video, uh, your uh, likes and followers and your and your engagement will increase substantially. Mm-hmm. And that's my next question is, how has Jones evolved? And so I, I my observation is I see... I see a lot of PR uh, professionals and firms not really moving quickly enough. And, and I think as a result, um, they, they just don't, they, they're, I would say at the risk of saying they're resting on their laurels, but it kind of feels like that. And, and when you hear some of these bad outcomes, it, right. it really hurts my heart because I know that those are those clients are, you know, they have the best intentions. And when it's just not successful, it's very unfortunate. Right. Well, in, in the last few years, our industry has changed more than (laughs) anything, more than probably since World War II, because with social digital media, and that's where public relations really should be leading because social and digital media is about relationship and authenticity. And that's why we should, the public relations industry should be leading the whole communications and marketing um, aspects at in this day and age. And we, um, uh, the, um, the social and digital media, if, if you're a public relations agency, that is probably your predominant area where you're working with your clients today. Um, 10 years ago, it would have been media relations, but mm-hmm. we have certainly seen the scale tip on that just in the last five years. Do you ever find yourself um, suggesting a level of authenticity that a client may not be comfortable with? Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> and we usually have to uh, work work with them. We usually provide them research to yeah. prove that point. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say every single time that they do come around once they see their research. And in research, you know, we'll do surveys, we'll do focus groups, we'll do, uh, you know, one-on-one interviews with leaders or uh, influencers in the audience that they're trying to, uh, you know, connect with. And so, yes, sometimes we have to talk them into, um, an area that they have not either uncomfortable or new or a new area for them, because they also have to realize that communications is changing and just going back to social and digital media, you've got to, you've got to reach your audience wherever they are. And that's why our motto is be heard anywhere Hmm. and anywhere means, your audience with the right communications uh, channel with the right message. Yeah, terrific. Well, Brenda, this has been a real delight. Um, again, Brenda Barwick, you are the uh, the founder, the CEO, the president of Jones PR. Uh, is uh, so. Who would be uh, you know kind of someone that, like or uh, someone who's listening to this conversation? Again, most people, I say, listeners are kind of at that second stage of business, and right. so the tendency might be, well, gosh, you know, Jones PR serves Verizon. I'm not Verizon level. Uh, do you still serve clients at those um, uh, at those other levels? Yes, yes, we serve clients at every level. We have a startup that we just signed on last week. And they're trying to increase their, uh, raise their awareness in the aerospace industry. And uh, not only in this area, but also in uh, Washington, D.C. So we're working with them to to raise their awareness. And it's a technology company. And uh, so, yes, we we work with startups. And we also work with large nonprofits, too, that that have a national scope. Uh, Oftentimes, the national nonprofits will provide messaging to the local nonprofits. So that's why we target the national nonprofits. 
Yeah. Well, Brenda, I want to thank you so much for your time. Again, Jones PR is found on the web at jones.pr. Good domain name. (laughs) Thank you so much, Brenda, for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.